Hello. Hi, guys. Um, welcome back to Partly Sunny Lives with me, your host, Jenny Kim. I'm excited to talk to you guys. And so today I wanted to talk about working through perfectionism. And I know that this can be an issue for a lot of people and for some it's not an issue at all um, but I think that perfectionism can manifest itself in a lot of ways that we don't even realize and it can limit ourselves and overall maybe make us not feel as um, the badasses that we all are so that is what I want to talk about in this episode, along with my own experiences with working through perfectionism or not working through it, um, and be able to give you guys some tips, maybe, and see if it'll help you guys at all. Um, but throughout this whole thing, we'll just be able to talk and we'll see how it goes. What I'm currently doing right now is I just had some breakfast. I can't even really count as breakfast. It was like a banana and strawberries and some tea. Um, in Korea, they the most like popular kind of tea is like corn tea or barley tea. Um, and I love barley tea. It has like the kind of, I don't know how to really describe it. It's like earthy taste. Um, and it is my favorite kind of tea. So if you're looking for a new kind of tea to enjoy, I highly recommend barley tea. Um, you can find it, I think at like any Asian grocery store, but in Korean it's called porita and it's honestly my favorite. So yes, I had that this morning, honestly, very chill. Um, I read a book, you know, journaled kind of living that that girl aesthetic vibe but I really don't align myself with that kind of aesthetic because I think constantly being that girl can be kind of tiring in many ways um, but anyways let's get into the episode so like I said before maybe you don't think of yourself as a perfectionist but I think a lot of us can have um, perfectionist tendencies. Let's actually look up exactly what perfectionism is on the internet. Let's see. So being a perfectionist is a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. Um person who wants everything to be perfect and demands the highest standards possible. Mm, some examples of perfectionism include spending 30 minutes writing and rewriting a two-sentence email. I feel like I've done that before, 100%. Um, oh, 10 traits of a perfectionist. Um, so what can happen? being highly critical yes feeling pushed by fear not because they want to reach them 
or I think by fear of not reaching them. Yes. Having unrealistic standards, focusing on only on results, feeling depressed by unmet goals. Um, yeah, I think this can manifest itself in our lives pretty often and we don't even really maybe notice it. Um, And we can like fall into this sort of consistent cycle where maybe we have a certain goal and we want to meet it. But when we don't, it maybe isn't even that devastating, but it's that little feeling where you don't complete something that you thought you would. And because you didn't, it's takes a little bit off maybe you're like your self-esteem or something like that or maybe a little bit more negative impression of like your self-image and over time like that can snowball you know like that can prevent you from maybe wanting to try something new because in the past maybe you didn't meet your own standards for something and now when you're trying to do something new that's maybe similar, maybe along the same lines, you're like, um, actually, I don't think I'm going to do that because for some reason in my past, I wasn't able to do that. And now I am just not going to try. So I think perfectionism can definitely show itself in many different ways, especially with being critical. But I think with how it translates into my life, um, and it has translated into my life a lot of times, is I think with four things, I will say, there are like four main things where it's been really evident. And one of them first is with, Taekwondo. So I used to compete and train in Taekwondo in high school for, I would say like, I don't know, five years or something. And it was a big part of my life. I really enjoyed it. I loved training. Um, and I was good at it, you know, like I felt like I could really go far and I was working hard, but there were definitely moments throughout my Taekwondo career that I was just super, super critical of myself. Like after one training period, I would just be so angry that I couldn't do a kick correctly. And was it uh, helpful for anyone around me to hear that critical thinking in my head? No, obviously not, you know? Um, but that's what happens when you're in high school and <laughs> feeling maybe inferior um, in a lot of other things. But anyways, with Taekwondo, I pushed myself in some ways. But when it came to like the big things, like maybe winning a national championship or, you know, getting in the national team, like I was just too scared of the possibility of not reaching that goal. So I... I don't want to say I didn't try because I did try. I trained hard, but I framed it in a way to others that I didn't care if I didn't win, 
you know i brushed it off i was like it doesn't matter anyways like i'm just doing this for me but was that really the case no you know um and i feel like a lot of people could see right through that um i mean i could honestly but yeah it made me less confident in myself because I had took myself out of the game. I convinced myself that I wasn't good enough to win anyways. And I didn't even want that first place medal. Right. And if you're listening on the outside, it's like, well, why not? Like it's, you're training hard. You're working hard. Like you said, why is it impossible for you to get that first place medal? Yeah, it it can seem super trivial. But in that moment, I was criticizing myself with training like every day, you know? And I feel like in maybe your lives, you have something that you're working hours for every day. And you find yourself criticizing a lot of what you do maybe you have some goals in whatever you are doing that you're like oh no I'll just never be able to reach that and with taekwondo it honestly manifested into me eventually giving up on the entire sport altogether Um, obviously I had to kind of stop when I went to college um, just because, you know, different lifestyle, different environment, um, different priorities, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, in the end, like I, I gave up and that is always one part of my life that I don't, I don't want to say I regret because it taught me a lot about, you know, perfectionism and criticism, but also in many ways I do regret it because it is kind of sad I feel like I could have gone so much farther, you know, all of those kind of thoughts in my head that come from, you know, endless rumination, um, which I'm sure we all are victim to. But this also showed in my art as well in terms of me always self-criticizing maybe a painting that I've done, never really feeling proud of it. Um, I know that like many, many artists out there feel this exact same way. (laughs) Um, But I guess that's just what happens when it's also something creative. You know, you're working on a creative project, you're with this project, just you and the project like in the moment and all you can see maybe are the criticisms but um especially with art throughout high school and college I just wasn't confident in it and in the end it manifested to me not wanting to pursue maybe quote-unquote harder art maybe like I wanted to try painting or sketching portraits and I in the end maybe attempted once or twice but didn't really get into it because I was like well I'm not going to be good at it anyways so why is it worth trying you know and that's like the mindset that constantly went through my head and for someone who's grown up in Korean culture 
you know, with East Asian, we, oh my God, I can't speak with East Asian culture in general, there's this overwhelming need to be perfect. Um, and this translates into Western culture as well. Um, obviously with, you know, Instagram and social media, I feel like a boomer saying that kind of stuff. Um, but it's very true. It is. Uh, there's like an overwhelming need to be perfect, but especially in Korean culture, it's so focused on how you're representing your family. Um, and especially with my family, we immigrated from Korea. So it's this feeling to appear like you've kind of made it, that you moved away from family, moved away from pretty much everything you've known for a reason, right? Like you accomplished the goals that you were looking for. So in that way comes perfectionism in the way that I need to live up to other people's expectations as well, not just my own. And that in itself can push me, but it can also very much limit me, limit me in what I'm doing, what I want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And it sucks. Like, honestly, it sucks. Like, no one wants to be criticizing themselves every day. No one wants to feel like they can't do um, things. No one wants to feel lesser than, you know? And no one wants to feel like they could be doing more with themselves, but they're not, right? And this kind of cognitive dissonance just keeps feeling you know, discontent, et cetera, et cetera, in your brain. And that sucks. But I've realized from these lessons that I just, <laughs> I am kind of, you know, sick and tired of that mindset. Because why do I have to constantly feel like I'm not good enough? But And also, why do I have to constantly criticize myself every day? I just simply don't have to, you know, and with this podcast, it actually came from this idea of me wanting to work through my perfectionism. So to give you context, I started a blog, I think like a few months ago. Um, I don't know how many months it's been actually, maybe like five months. And that was because I wanted to work on a creative project just for me, um, not really for anyone, but just for me, because I felt like I had a lot to say, you know, I journal anyway, and it's like, in a way, like a journal, just online, and I know blogs were like super popular back in the day, I say back in the day, I, I feel like, I don't know, five, ten years ago, um, but yes, and that was like my first step into breaking this kind of perfectionist mindset because before I had never thought about putting myself online. I never thought about sharing my thoughts, whatever. Um, that just didn't seem like my kind of thing. But then I realized it wasn't really because I didn't want to do it. It was because I was too scared of maybe first off other people's criticism and then second off my own criticism, because what if I don't get the results I need from this blog and I, I don't even know what those results even looked like. It was just like an abstract thing. Like I don't know 
what positive outcomes there really were. But if I don't attain it, how am I going to feel? And that's going to feel shitty, you know? But then I realized like, these are all abstract things that I'm worried about, like negative consequences. And I'm already thinking of all this before I've even started. And that is when I realized just how much perfectionism was integrated into my life. And with this podcast, it's honestly an extension of the blog and me wanting to put written word into spoken word because I wanted to push myself in order to transition from writing a blog to maybe speaking, you know, on a podcast. And yeah, it's honestly a little bit scary. That's how it is when you do anything for the first time. But the first time I wrote a blog, I was scared out of my mind. I literally texted my friend. I was like, I am kind of scared to post this online. And she literally was like, you post stuff on Instagram, you know, pretty frequently with a caption, your own face. You worked for on, maybe on that pose or whatever. Um, this is nothing different. This is just a more intentional piece of creative expression that you're putting online. And I was like, that's really a good point because a lot of the times, a lot of the stuff that we're scared of, it's just because we have never done it before, you know? And then we go down this rabbit hole of criticizing and whatnot that is just not helpful to us whatsoever. Um, but I think that with perfectionism, it doesn't take like one day to just work through. I think that it is a culmination of a lot of different efforts. Um, so I wanted to give you guys some tips, maybe, uh, maybe pieces of advice for working through perfectionism from basically what I've learned and what. I have experienced it works for me to help me retrain my thoughts. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So first, I think like the first piece of advice that I could give you is to just do it, you know, like in the Nike ads, like, I guess that's their slogan for a reason because Honestly, I think you just need to do it. So if there's like something, maybe you were super into um, photography in the past, but you have just never ventured into videography, you know, like that was just something like, oh, I don't think I could ever go into that. Like that just seems like a whole different ball game, whatever, whatever. I think just just do it. You know, there's like literally nothing holding you back whatsoever um maybe besides obviously like if video equipment is like super expensive but there's literally so many videos on youtube that uh can definitely work your way through that um so if you are interested in something like videography like take your phone and just start recording you know and I know that sounds like super like whimsical, like, you know, just just do it. <laughs> Put yourself out there, whatever. Um, 
but it is taking those small steps um, and just getting rid of those first initial what ifs and just pressing record and seeing where it takes you because instantly from that first recording maybe you're going to be like oh I don't really like this part about videography um, I don't really like this angle I don't really like what I'm shooting and in that way the next time you do it you're going to be like okay since I learned that from the past time the first time I did it um, I'm going to do this a little differently right and then through that way you find what you're looking for you find what projects that you actually like to do and then in that way you've already become accustomed to the thing that you wanted to do maybe a few months beforehand and never ever pictured yourself doing you know so I think that just doing it is the first step so like with me I had never been a runner. Like you can ask my entire family, like I've hated running. I was so against it, um, you know, but then I found a way to kind of maybe incorporate running into my life, you know, just in terms of like mental health and just making it a part of my daily routine to like get out of the house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I had never pictured myself running like a race, you know, like those people that have like 50 half marathons or marathons like under their belt by the time they like 30. Um, that was just never in my line of vision in terms of what I could do. And then the other day I was just like, wait, but why not? You know, like, why is that my immediate thought that I can't do it and then I was like no because then like I would need to train and I don't really know what training entails I maybe don't like this one running route around my house anyway and also I don't know how good my running shoes are etc etc basically all of these little excuses in my head that I was just like no like why why would I even bother also a half marathon that is literally that sounds like literal hell like why would I voluntarily run for 13.1 miles you know but then I was like I think I just need to do it because I realized that this all these excuses in my head were just me trying to convince myself or to push that narrative that I'm not a runner, you know, like that narrative my entire life, like I'm not a runner, I'm not a runner. Um, and every time I wouldn't meet maybe someone else's goals of being a runner, like maybe I've always been, so my, I've always been around people that can run and like their definition of running is like going on like six mile runs, you know, casually, you know, perfectly easily whatever um and good for them but that just was never me and I think with running a half marathon marathon something like that it just was never in my horizon because I've convinced myself of this narrative that I am not a runner um but then I was like fuck it so I one day one morning I just signed up for a half marathon and honestly, I think it's like in three months or something. And 
just registering in general has changed my mindset about it because I was like, well, first of all, I'm, I register, like I paid the money, like I'm going to have to. And then that turned into, okay, well, this is honestly pretty achievable. Like you work like week by week into just running and slowly building up your miles. And when you work through that and you just kind of put yourself out there, all the rest of the stuff that you're worried about kind of just follows. And I think that's a good way of going about it. You know, like if there's something that you just aren't sure about, like you're worried that you just won't be good at it, whatever, just do it. You know, (laughs) I feel like I am sponsored. I sound like I'm sponsored by Nike, but um, whatever. (laughs) Okay. Second tip. I think with perfectionism, it is so easy to be critical, but like, how can we stop doing that? And I think with that comes a lot of self-awareness. First of all, realizing that you're a perfectionist is like number one, right? Or maybe you're not a quote unquote perfectionist, but you have perfectionist tendencies. Okay. And I think for a while, you need to take note of what your immediate reactions are whenever someone prompts you with something that you're uncomfortable with or whenever, or whenever you think about something that you've never done. For example, if someone asked me, like, can you paint this portrait for me, right? My immediate reaction would be, oh, my God, no. Like, I, no, I'm so sorry. I don't really paint portraits like I'm not good like I haven't had much experience um all of my portraits turn out to be like super weird in the end and if those are my immediate reactions maybe there is some truth to them you know what I mean like the portraits that I painted are definitely not um you know Italian renaissance vibes whatever but realizing that those thoughts are my immediate reactions are the first step because I'm like, okay, wait, first of all, why am I saying this? Is it because I'm just not confident in myself? Is it because I have these standards for what a portrait is and I don't think I meet that? And why am I saying that to this person who wouldn't ask me for a portrait if they didn't think that I was capable to begin with. Like, why am I making this kind of obstacle for myself or this image of myself that is like, you're not a portrait painter. So it's, I think, retraining your immediate reactions to not necessarily be more positive, you know, but understanding why you're saying that and then working through, well, could I actually do this? You know, I think that, you know, that, narrative to always be positive all the time is not necessarily helpful obviously because you know to being to be positive all the time takes a lot of fucking effort you know (laughs) whenever people like just stay positive I'm like no shut up that's stupid um but I think that when all we can do is be critical and it not being a I guess a what's what's the right way to say this. I, w- I don't want to say productive negativity, but like 
sometimes it's okay to be sad about certain things, but it's not necessarily great to always be critical of certain things, like negative in that sense, you know, not negative as in sad, but like negative as in just constantly critical of yourself. Um, so whenever someone asks you something or maybe there's like a new project at work and you know, your boss is like, does anyone, anyone want to take this on? It's like something that you've not really done and you're not really sure about it, but deep down you're like, I feel like I could do this, but all of these other, um, excuses and obstacles are kind of in the way. I think understanding why your reaction is the way it is, why your thoughts are the way they are, is a really important tool. And in that way, you just become more self-aware. You know what I mean? I know I listen to like other people talk and sometimes I'm just like, why are you limiting yourself like that? You know, like some people um, want to maybe try out a new sport or something, but immediately they're just like, yeah, but like, I no, like that could not be me. Meanwhile, they've like, done many a sports in the past that are along the same lines maybe or they've been a runner all their life and they're maybe trying to try out tennis or something but they're like no i've never begun with like handball hand eye coordination is that the word yeah but then you're just like well why not like you know why not <laughs> okay third tip if the environment around you is not helpful or conducive to you trying new things, honestly, just don't tell them about it. You know, obviously that doesn't apply to every case. Like sometimes it's unavoidable for other people to know. But as I was talking about, like with my Korean culture and maybe with friends or relatives in general, there's like this overwhelming need to feel like you're being perfect, right? And that in many ways can stop you from doing new things, from trying to stop being critical of yourself because, you know, the entire environment around you is being critical. So in many ways, it might be helpful to just not tell them about it. Like, what if you're trying a new hobby? Maybe, like, f for me, I think I tried, started doing yoga, and I didn't tell anyone about it for a decent amount of time because I was like, well, if I eventually suck at it and they ask me about it um, or they see that I'm sucking at it, well, that's just going to make me not want to keep doing it, you know? And yes, like I'm that malleable to my environment, but aren't we all, you know what I mean? So I think that if the environment around you isn't necessarily most accepting of you working through something, trying something new, I think it's worth keeping it to yourself because then honestly, it becomes like your own little thing. Like you're doing it for yourself, you know? And not just because someone else is giving you um, compliments or maybe they're not giving you compliments. Maybe they're giving you criticisms and 
that is just not beneficial to what you want to do. And in that way, like that can set unrealistic standards if you have an environment that's highly critical. Um, it can make you set these like extreme expectations of yourself, extreme standards for yourself that are just maybe not achievable within the first month of doing that new thing, you know? Like I'm not going to be able to do hold a handstand for like a minute in yoga within the first month. You know, that's just not like... <laughs> Like, people work years to be able to do that. But maybe I have people around me that are first, like, don't understand what yoga really is. They're just like, oh, it's just, like, people who do, like, really cool handstands and stuff. And they put that image in your head that yoga is that. But it's not, you know. It's so much more than that. And there's so many other positions. There's so many other lessons in yoga that apply but the environment around you is just assuming that yoga is this one thing, like, oh, being able to do handstands. And this is such a very specific example. So if you don't relate to this, that's totally fine. But I'm sure you can find a situation in your life where people maybe have a certain idea about something that you're doing. And when you don't necessarily fit in with that image or meet those expectations, you kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say feel shitty about yourself, but yeah, you kind of do, right? So I think just maybe something's kept to yourself is fine, you know? You don't have to tell the whole world about what you're doing, you know? Like on social media, it's you see so many people that are already so good at what you're doing and maybe fall into that certain expectation or image that people have been talking about, but you don't. And that's going to be like, well, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You just keep going. And that's a def definitely a tip that I need to learn for myself as well. Because I love sharing things with my friends and my family. And in many ways, it's great, you know? Like, they're supportive. They're, you know loving me for what I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes I share with people that are not as, I guess, willing to give like a positive open environment, you know, like one time I shared something new that I learned in a martial arts class. Right. And they just ended up being like, oh, well, like, what are these weird moves? Like that just seems so weird that's so beginner that's so all those kind of words and then they ended up laughing and it just wasn't the environment that I needed and I honestly didn't go to another martial arts class for like the next week or so because I was just like well what am I doing this for if it's not to be laughed at and that's just kind of dumb first of all like you don't really need friends like that um but second of all, I just, I know that it isn't the environment for me. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry, guys. My roommate's dog just walked in and she is um, a piece of heaven on earth. I absolutely love her. You know when a dog just brings so much quality 
of life into your life. That is the exact moment I'm feeling now. She has these like she has like the best kind looking eyes. Anyways, last tip. I think with perfectionism, we tend to forget to celebrate the small stuff. You know, like we find external validation maybe or you know big milestones to be where we need to celebrate so for example maybe you're at work right and you have this like big long project that needs to be done end of the year and maybe at the end of the year you'll get like an award you're like maybe looking forward to an award that kind of thing but each day you maybe each week or something you like complete like a certain small aspect of that kind of project and I think if you kind of fall into that perfectionist mindset you're kind of just like working through those small projects week by week and not really celebrating it because it's like well it's not really the big thing anyways you know like not the big overall project um, anyways, and it's not like I've gotten an award for it. It's not like I've gotten recognition from my boss whatsoever. Um, but week by week, you complete this tiny little task that needs to be done in the grand scheme of things. And I think those small stuff, celebrating that makes you realize how much that you're already doing. You know, like how much effort you're putting in, how much work you're putting, how many hours, time, how much of your emotional, you know, weight is in this. And this can like look in a lot of ways, like celebrating the small stuff. Maybe it's like getting a pastry at the end of at the end of the week, you know, because I freaking love dessert. I don't know about you guys, but maybe it's treating yourself to um I don't know, maybe going to the park. Maybe it's treating yourself to getting a new book, you know. Um, maybe it's going out to dinner with your friends and talking about, like, that small win for this week and just, like, really milking it. Because, listen, if no one is going to celebrate those small things... It's really up to you because it's how you view your worth, your time, your value. Um, and in that way, when we start celebrating the small stuff, I think we also stop being so fearful of what happens when maybe we don't get that big prize, that big award, that big recognition um, at the end. And what if that big, huge project doesn't turn out the way you thought it would in the beginning, right? Well, you still had all the small stuff, all the small wins each week that made you happy, you know, um, and this can just apply to the day to day too. maybe like at the end of the day, you have like a big to do list um, and you just like need to get all this done. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, I actually did everything. I completed everything. I mean, I kept that promise with myself. Maybe take a bath. You know what I mean? Because no one else is going to take that self-care bath for you. Like, you know, like, you're just 
doing that for yourself. Um, and in that way, that is like the, I think the ultimate self care, like not just the idea of like putting on a face mask or whatever, but recognizing when you've completed those small wins. And honestly, I wouldn't even really call them small because, you know, going through one day and completing all the things in your to-do list, like that's pretty big. I'm not going to lie. Um, most of the times I don't do that. You know, like sometimes I'm like too optimistic about what I'm able to get done. And the next day I wake up and I'm like, no, fuck. <laughs> I just do not want to do that, you know? So definitely celebrating the small stuff, being kind to yourself, thinking that I deserve, you know, these small wins, these small treats for myself. And in that way, that also works on your imposter syndrome um, because I think it's so easy for people to move past all the small stuff that they've done and in that way that just makes them feel like they haven't really accomplished much in their life in their day-to-day which is unfair because we are doing stuff we're working through our problems issues work relationships every single day you know but that's honestly it, guys, um, for this episode. I would like to thank you guys for listening in on my on my podcast, my first episode. I really appreciate it. I hope that this helped maybe in some way to maybe evaluate how perfectionism works in your life um, and how maybe you can work through that and how criticism isn't always the answer, although it can help in certain situations. Um, But when it stops you from doing stuff that you are interested in, that you like, um, or just keeps you in an open cage, you know? So yeah, I thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to check out my blog or my website, it's jeonkim.com. So J-I-E-O-N-K-I-M.com or my Instagram, also jeonkim. Yeah, I'll see you guys next week. So hopefully you guys celebrate some small wins then, you know. But yeah, love you guys. Bye.